Welcome to Elite Rugby SNC Podcast, the best podcast talking all things rugby and strength and conditioning. At Elite Rugby SNC, we provide athletes with strength and conditioning programs that provides you with everything you need to become a beast and take your game to the next level. No matter what stage of the year or season, Elite Rugby SNC has a program for you. You can try before you buy, so try our seven-day, seven-dollar trial to get a taste of what we offer here at Elite Rugby SNC. Also, sign up to our newsletter and receive free bonus content each and every single week. So take your game to the next level, become a beast, and join Elite Rugby SNC today. Today on the podcast, Coach Ben joins me to talk about the 2022 ACA International Conference, which we attended on the Gold Coast. On this episode, we talk about which presenters we, we enjoyed the most. We talk about what the conference was like overall. We talk about why coaches, physios, and PTs should attend the conference next year. And we also talk about how to make the most of the conference and much, much more. This was an awesome episode to record, and I know you'll get a lot out of it. Enjoy. So g'day, Ben. How are you? Yeah, really well. Thank you, Kieran. Um, It's a nice day here. No, actually, it's raining, but Mm. so it's perfect for podcasting. 100%. 100%. It's, uh, I'm just hoping we don't get any uh, power outages, you know, during this episode because I did hear some big, loud thunder and um, who knows what, what happens with that. Well, um, as far as I'm concerned, I just had a little coffee so you won't get any lack of power from me. So it might be the technology. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So today we're going to talk about the ACA conference that we both attended um, just over a week ago, you know, so... What did you um, think of the overall conference in general? Well, first of all, after the last few years of not having uh, conferences and doing everything in the virtual world, um, you can sense a sense of buzz and excitement for people that haven't been around each other for a long time. I I know myself because I've transitioned from uh, elite sport into the tactical world. I was really looking forward to catching up with guys that I've worked with from the elite sport and also... Uh, sort of changed roles recently in a tactical world. So catching up with people that I, you know, worked with over the last year that I haven't seen. So I think it's always good to have a conference because the conference isn't about just the presenting. It's about catching up with and networking with your friends and meeting new people and generally enjoying each other's company because we do the same thing for work. And sometimes it can be isolating and alone because you're the, you know, you're the one. And if you're lucky, or up to four or five people that do that in your whole organization. So it's just a great time for us to share. What did you think? Mm. Probably should elaborate on the what the ASCA is for, for anyone who doesn't know. It's the Australian Strength and Conditioning Association. So every year they have a conference, an international conference, where anyone from Australia and around the world can come and learn from presenters and then also network as well with other coaches. So... I thought it was awesome. This is my first time going to a conference like this. I've done the last two years online, as most people have, because of the old uh, spicy cough. So it was really cool to just experience it, you know, and and see people who I have connected with through Instagram and just meet them face to face instead of just for, you know, back and forth through messaging. So it was really cool to see that. And I was also lucky enough to to meet some of my other work colleagues, you know, working in the Air Force as an SNC coach. I was, I was fortunate enough to meet them because we don't get many opportunities to connect face to face. It's all just done via email or Skype. So that was really cool. And no, it was just, it's just really enjoyable to build your network, 
meet other coaches and then, you know, just get a, get out of Canberra. You know, it was nice to get away and go down to the beach, even though I did get chafing on the way back. Um, it's it's all good. The, the swim was definitely worth it. Um, bit of backstory for that one. We walked 40 minutes, went for a swim. Then I got chafing. It was a long 40-minute walk back. <laughs> but, yeah. That, that's that's what I think of the conference though. It was it was it was really good and I, I really enjoyed myself. So which presenters did you like listening to the most and what did you get out of um those presenters? Yeah, listening uh, like listening to the most is that's an unusual one. The other ones are really like listening to the most. I'm not sure that I'll get anything practical um from it but it was just an enjoyable thing to listen to so um although it, it, it's quite funny martin puchet was uh, really funny on um uh the last one on the saturday afternoon and talking about uh you know him being a very analytical person if he ran into a problem he'd try and you know prove that he was right and then go and do a whole lot of research with his network around the world so he saw problems as a way to create um, research and he'll be happily happy to share that he became very arrogant from that um, way and his, his sort of uh, next little journeys about rediscovering uh, confidence without arrogance. So that was a, quite a funny chat. I really enjoyed that. But I think at the end, having, being entertained um, from a story of trying to learn to be more humble when you've got success or your perception of success was really interesting. As far as, um, yeah, it was different for me because I was trying to probably move away from just a purely sport to a bit more tactical, but also because I, you know, still coaching in the, the sports world, keep that balance going on. So I kind of liked uh, seeing some work where it was around rehab of calf strains and Achilles. So that I thought that was really good. Um, I'm just looking at to elaborate on that a little bit more. Um, so from David Watts, and it was about someone uh, rupturing an Achilles, an 800 metre runner, and then uh, having tendonitis in the other leg and just a journey back from that. And I thought it was a very well-balanced presenter, very giving of his time and experience and what he was doing. So I, I, I thought that was exceptional, the work that he did and the way that he involved us in everything that he did in his thought process um and look all the others i got a lot from as well i always take a lot of notes and it's always interesting and sometimes it's not going to ones that directly influence what you do i think it's learning from every ex, um, experience of all the other coaches but what i've probably got out of it is i think 70 percent of the time maybe even 80 percent of the time most of us fight the same battles or we have the same problems and uh, by going to watch most presenters, you learn uh, a similar way to see how you've done it or maybe potentially a different tactic. What did you get out of the conference, mate? What, who did you enjoy and what did you um, come away with? Yeah, the, I thought it was cool just to see Craig Bellamy, even though he didn't sort of talk what we thought he was going to talk about. I thought it was just a cool story of him growing up in a small country town and just sort of taking charge of his own strength conditioning program. And I thought that was really cool because he saw, um, seeked out the sources, was learning, was pushing himself and testing all the, the theories and stuff on himself. And I thought that was really cool. And 
I think that's how he got to the professional level because he said he wasn't the biggest or, or fastest or something like that, but he would just outwork you. He would just keep running and running and running. And he was um, fortunate enough to play for the Raiders. And then I think having that understanding as a coach of what or how SNC can um, complement the game and enhance the game um, makes it a lot easier for SNC coaches to implement what they want to implement and um, really help performance and, and reduce injury and, and all that stuff. So I thought that was just really cool to have someone different, like you said, and um, I, I definitely got more out of it and I definitely got a lot more respect for, for the man um, just because he, he, he understands what we're trying to do. So I thought that was really cool. Another one was um ernie reamer um he was from the states and i thought he presented just the best out of anyone i saw that weekend he was so interactive and got everyone talking got everyone in in groups and and discussing what what the question was so it was about sprint profiling was sort of the main um theme of the presentation but he got us talking to our next door neighbors and that's how, that's how you build connections and network, you know, by doing that. And he had different sounds and he was, he loves Akadaka as well. So it was just a really good presentation. And for a topic that, that was really exciting itself was sprint profiling, but he engaged us more. And I feel like we, I got a lot out of that from learning how to present better, but also um, I did get a lot out of the, the research that he has done as well. So I, I really enjoyed that one. The one that, I think I got the most out of, and I can't remember her name. We 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 did the workshop with her. Can can you remember her name on the second day? We was the after. I was on day two after we watched everything. We we had a little meeting. Are you pausing? No, no, I'm not pausing. This is still live, mate. We're all <laughs> gone. I'm not going to edit this out. Starts with what, sir? I think it was was it Deborah or Dana. Are you mean carving your career? No, it was um, draw a leader. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't at that one. I went to the different one, so I can't help you with that. Okay, fair enough. But um, yeah, it was it was draw a leader, and the presenter who the name will probably pop up afterwards. She was really awesome, and she she got us drawing a leader. And when when I was drawing that leader, I was like. Mm my drawing skills are pretty shit. So I'm like, I'm not going to draw anything. So I just write down names and I write down names of people who have influenced me and helped me along my career. And I thought that was pretty cool. And, and just allowing me to reflect on that was, was awesome. And it was just fascinating to, to hear the research of if you were going to draw someone, you will most likely draw a male, um, which I was like, Oh, wow, that's, that's pretty interesting. Just there. Why, why wouldn't we draw, um, I don't know, someone sort of a bit different or, the, all the features together to make this one person who um, was a bit different. So yeah, I thought that was really cool. And then it was just sort of allowing me to reflect um, as a coach, you are a leader. And I think we forget that at times that we, cause we are leading a program. We're, we're leading people to be better and, and push themselves. So I think you got to remember that you are a leader and you need to work on your leadership skills on, on those communication aspects and just, just everything like that. So I thought that really stood out and, I think the Darlene Harrison. Darlene, there we go. That's the one. Darlene, she was awesome, and and all the research she does, um, was really really cool. So I think that's that's gotten me to continually think um, more as a leader, and uh, make sure that I'm a, um, being a leader as well as a coach. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. And then the the last one, I'll probably shout out to Steve Smith, one of my fellow colleagues, um, up in up there in Amberley. 
it was just really cool to understand what he does in, in the tactical SNC. So if you are going to buy the videos um, from the ACA post-conference, I thought that was just really cool to, to see Smith, just uh, Steve Smith to really um, present on what the nitty gritty of tactical life is and it get, paints a, a really good picture. And, and if you did want to come over to the tactical SNC side of it, um, I think that's a really good presentation that you need to listen to. Yeah, definitely. And um, it, yeah, profiling and putting people in different groups and, and it's something that we probably you do in elite sport, but probably not to the same extreme. You're putting them in, you know, backs, forwards, what are props, second rowers or whatever you, you're looking at. Um, but then you put them into strong fit, speed, uh, fast. Um, but it's something that in the group setting, in the tactical environment, people haven't looked at as much. And that's probably coming down to a single resource of one instructor, but not originally doing any baseline testing. He talks about uh, the baseline testing that helps make that decision process of which group, which people go in and why. Mm, 100%. So for coaches and, and physios, PTs and EPs who didn't attend the conference, how do you convince them to attend next year? Oh, I think it's all the free T-shirts you get. <laughs> no, um, it's really, we're in a unique industry where um, the better we are at supporting each other in the industry, the more important in, um, our industry becomes because people recognise what we do. So I think that's half the reason why we need to do that is to come and share and that way we can actually share with other people outside of our industry what we do. So the benefit that we have and also, I think it's great if um, an EP, physios and so forth could come as well, because then they're actually learning that it's greater than uh, strength and conditioning coaches, getting people to lift weights and run to these scores and times and go off and do this recovery. They start understanding the overall philosophy and the amount of um, decision-making that goes into creating outcomes. That seems so simple a lot of the time, but there's a, a lot of complex organization that goes into it and uh why do you think people should turn up mate what's um like physios and eps i think for for me for for coaches physios pts and eps and all that you don't know who your next boss is going to be your 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 next box could be at this conference right now and you could have uh, connected with them and, and started a, a network or they might know someone who might be your next boss as well or you might your your next opportunity so I think that's probably the main one that sticks out for me is just making sure that you are building your network and learning from different people because everyone has such a unique story and good strengths and weaknesses to their coaching ability. So they might know something that you don't and then vice versa, you could help them in an area that they're not so good at as well. So I, I think it really does come down to that networking ability and yeah, you just don't know who your next boss is or your next opportunity. It could just literally be one phone call or one email saying, hey, I've got a position coming up. Would you be interested in doing it? Because I've connected with you two years ago at a conference and we've stayed in touch ever since. And I've seen some really good stuff from your content, but I've also reached out to other people who know you and they've said good things as well. Yeah, absolutely. And that's it's only a small industry, isn't it, really? And then people do know each other in it. And um if you you've got to think of a boss's point of view if i'm looking at bringing people on i want to know that they're good people and they're um, good culturally um versus the skill set the skills 
they're assumed they're there, but they can actually be developed if they're half intelligent and actually get along. Um, you can polish up those skills, but good people that um, bring good culture, uh, I, people aim for that first because they have to work with and manage them. So that's their focus. So you're right. You never know who your next boss is and um, people that are good at communicating and networking, uh, you know, they can coach and influence athletes, which is what you want. Mm. And why wouldn't you want to go up to the Gold Coast, you know, for two to three days and just see some really cool research, meet some cool coaches and then go out um, to the beach, walk along the sand and then, you know, go out and um, party with, with fellow coaches, you know? Yeah, you know, have a casual couple of lemon aids um, until... <laughs> Until 4 a.m., was it? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, on the last night when it was uh, nothing on the next day, yeah, there was um, <laughs> catching up with old work colleagues. Where, and I must say, good times. We um, yeah. worked together in COVID, so it was just great to enjoy life outside of the bubble after spending almost two years mm. in the bubble with them. So it was fun. How was that sleep on that Sunday night after only coming off two hours of sleep? Uh, I don't know whether it was sleep or induced coma, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's funny. Those are just some of the good memories that you'll make at, at the conference team. So, so definitely get up there. So how do you make the most of the two days at the conference? Um, yeah, plan out who you want to see. I think, uh, you know, release it pretty early, take a look, but also be open up to go, oh, chat to some people about different topics and you might actually change your course also when you're, you're having your tea breaks and bathroom breaks and then lunch and so forth just chat to someone in a line uh, when you're there as well to get to know people i had a few conversations with quite um young snc's i could tell they were quite nervous around because you know i'm an older looking guy uh there so i just introduced myself and said good day asked them all about what they're doing and so forth. And it's just showing some genuine interest. The other thing is go past all the exhibitors. Um, you know, it might be different because I have to purchase some equipment and do things like that for work. And I'm um, always looking in that area. So creating those networks as well. So if I've got an email out for um, quotes and so forth, it just makes it a, a lot easier for me. I've got a face and the, the name finally. And also, just enjoy it. It's a wonderful social occasion. Sometimes you're so fried from networking and talking. If you need a little half an hour break, just go out and chill out, recharge so that you can power back in. So that's my advice. What's yours? Yeah, I think before you even are going to the conference, just mark out who are the presenters you want to go see. And then also maybe tick off one to two presenters that you weren't initially going to go see, but go see them and, and see what you can learn from them. Just because I feel like this, this sometimes you're like, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not going to go see that person present. I don't really like the topic. But you, you, again, you just don't know what you're going to learn. So you, need, you really need to be open um, because even sometimes the ones you want to go learn, you're like, oh, this wasn't really a good idea. So I think just be open is, is really good advice. I think that that point you said, if you are feeling a bit fried because it's it's two intense days of learning and sitting there and trying to pay attention, and you know that you are just fried mentally because you've been networking, you've been talking, you've been running around the building and all that. So if you need to go have a nap, go have a nap. Um, I did do that on the Saturday and the Sunday because I was fried. But I think if yeah, if you can go and go in there with an open mind as well to the presentation because 
just just thinking about myself because I, I did present was like yeah my topic might not be of importance to a person who's already got a full-time job or has been in the industry a long, long, longer than myself but if you go into that presentation just being open-minded and really wanting to learn something or just open to the idea I think you can get you can find little bits and pieces that you could use or then use for an, another time in your career when you're talking to other coaches or up-and-coming coaches so I think it's yeah it's really just making sure that you're going in there open-minded wanting to learn wanting to connect with people but then also taking some time to yourself if you are a bit fried um, and just go have a cheeky nap if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Sounds great. Mm. Like a good plan. Mm. And I think also go around to the different um, kiosks and, and talk to the different brands out there. So we had gym aware, we had flex, we had play uh, visual coaching pro that was valid performance. There was all these people showing off their products. I think go talk to them and see if um, you can learn something from them. If you are potentially going to buy a product from them, go out and test it. You know, it's a perfect opportunity to go test some force plates out or um, a dyno out before you actually go buy it and um, get it. And you're like, oh, do I really need this? So, and, and build those connections because you don't know if you're going to get a sneaky discount or something like that as well. So yeah, just, just go out and try the product as well. Yeah, perfect. I totally agree. So one thing you did talk about just then is starting a conversation with another coach. Do you have any other tips on how to do that? Because it can be quite daunting to you know have a conversation with a complete stranger who you you don't know anything about um each other but you do have something in common because you're both coaches yeah and look you don't know who's a coach who's not i just think showing a genuine interest sometimes it's just hello how are you what's going on um what lecture uh what chats have you seen straight away you you start chatting and then you just ask them uh what they got out of it um, after a little while, and then 10 minutes down the track or five minutes out down the track, you just find out each other's names and then find out where they are and what they do. I think it's rather than asking who they are, where are they from at the beginning, I think genuine conversation first. We're exchanging the ideas backwards and forwards um, without knowing names and knowing where they're from because then it just creates this level playing field. If you're a young coach, all of a sudden you're not seeing someone of a high rank that I need to look up to. If you're uh, an older coach, you haven't gone, oh, this person's um, inexperienced or so forth. You, you've had a genuine conversation before you even find out where you are and where you sit in the industry. And then, then it just creates a really nice, pleasant playing field where you create a good connection. That mm. would be my tip. Yeah, I think being being open and honest with, with just other coaches, you know, because you really don't know who you're going to meet. And the conversations that I had over the weekend, had had a few conversations with people after my presentation um, with the people who did, did attend. There wasn't that many, but there were quite a few. And it was oh, just, dear. yeah, that's one. <laughs> it was just cool to, to talk to them and say, hey, nice presentation. I was like, oh, cool, awesome. Thanks for that. And um, we just sort of chatted for a few minutes, which was really cool. So I think talking to the presenter afterwards to, to say that you really enjoyed it um, is a good way to do it. Like you said, if you are in line to get to get some food and stuff, have that conversation or go down and sit somewhere. So one thing I did on day two was just go down, sit next to on this comfy couch. Um, and then a guy came sit next to me. Um, his name is Mark Booth. And we had awesome conversation for like 20, 30 minutes. And he told, told me how he's working with the AFP 
used to work at our Bulldogs and Manly and is actually a really high up level coach. And we just had a really cool conversation. Then he started chatting to these other guys who came in the conversation and yeah, it was just sort of easy, easy like that. So I think if you can go in there being open and honest, but I think for me, it's, it's something that I'm constantly working at is don't be like, get, get over your ego. If that makes sense. Like, don't think you're above anyone um, just because you've been in the industry for how many years or you have this much following or you've done this much research, like really be just open. And I think it's the the quote from Ted Lasso, you know, is, is be curious, not judgmental, you know, and if you're curious about what that person does and seeing what, how, how they can help you or you, how you can help them, um, I think is also really important as well. So I think if you just keep your ego in check and making sure that you can be, um open to to what people have to say doesn't matter if they're older or younger and um i think those those are the the best ways to go around having some really cool conversations yeah i think mike's with uh new south wales police is he yeah 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 he was yeah yeah yeah. um yeah and i I like that i know for me i've been around for a long time but um from the young coaches i learned just as much as people that have been around for a long time um they're trained up differently in different ways and um uh, a lot of the time are up probably with a bit more new research and new techniques because they've they've had the time too where sometimes when you're running programs and multiple programs you can't keep up with the research and the sort of change of philosophies and techniques so you've always got to have that good mixture of um, experience coaching that can guide you through difficult challenges that you see from a more managerial and um, uh, coaching and team behavior versus uh, people that have been trained up more recently on um, technical aspects. So I think young coaches, are, uh, they're getting, they're much better some in some area technically, okay? Uh, the older coaches know where to apply and when to apply and how to manipulate the system to make sure that your, um, your team's in a good place. So I think it's always a give and take and uh, you learn just as much from each other. 100%. And uh, another point which I did mention in, in my talk as well is it's not good enough to just send a fellow coach a LinkedIn request, like back that up with a message, back that up with some questions and really pick their brain and see how they can um, help you and, and how you can help them as well and, and grow your network. And if it's a coach that you met who's working in a role that you want to work in in the future, like really pick their brain. Most coaches are pretty open to sharing their knowledge and sharing the secrets and, and all that, even though there's not really any secrets, to be honest. So it's it's not good enough to just send a, a link, a friend request, actually follow, they up, follow that up and have conversations with them. See if they can be your mentor or you can just, I don't know, just bounce ideas off each other. Hi, everyone. We just wanted to take a break from this episode. We hope you're enjoying this episode so far and also all the content we have produced. We appreciate all the support from our listeners and followers so far. If you haven't already, sign up to Elite Rugby SNC newsletter today. We provide you free exclusive content each and every single week to our subscribers. Link in the bio. Remember to like, subscribe and share Elite Rugby SNC on social media to all your friends and families. So thanks again for your support and now back to the episode. Yeah, it might give you some context there on exactly what you're talking about. I remember back in 2013, I went to the, um, the ACA conference down in Melbourne. A guy called Matt Barr was presenting and he'd just finished his PhD and he's working with Canadian rugby. 
I still stay in contact with him now. Every now and again, we'll ring each other uh, once a year or something like that when we've got a bit of a, bit of a problem or discuss some ideas. He's now head um, strength and power coach with the um, New Zealand in the rugby NRL. So he's just moved over from Canada. There's another guy that I met online, um, uh, Johan Pretorius. So he was over in the UK. Uh, he looked after the Sharks and the Bulls. And we just always stayed in contact. Like I went over, he arranged for me to do some consulting and I went over and helped with a team when he was in the UK, spent some time there and back. And we we're always sharing. Versus a, another young uh, French strength and conditioning coach that's looking after the Dutch national team. He came back out in 2016. This is what happened. His coach came to do a level three and he's talking to people about SNC and stuff. I gave him my card, said, oh, yeah, take that back. Go give that to your SNC coach. He got in contact with me. Uh, before you know it, in a few months, he'd actually come out, watched Brumby's sessions. Yeah, I, he stayed at my house and he went and helped me out with the um, Australian under 20s uh, rugby union team. And so forth, and we've always stayed in contact, and I've helped him out through his career as we're going. So, and that was simply me just giving a card and him following it up. So, the follow up is more important than the intent. Yeah, 100%. I love that. And it just, just shows the go. You follow up, you don't, you don't know what opportunities you're, you're creating. Yeah. And don't worry if people don't get back. Lisa, I've reached out and people haven't got back, and sometimes people have reached out and I haven't got back just because I'm in a really busy period and it slips your mind. Just have a polite resend and then you can reconnect. Just know that sometimes, you, you, yeah, you connect and you don't. And life's a bit of a mystery sometimes. Um, yeah, you, some people you have a create a connection because it, time's allowed, while sometimes they haven't. Just doesn't mean doesn't mean that you won't get an opportunity to get to know or work with people in the future. Hundred mm, percent. So, what should you do post conference after you've been there you've you've got your network you've got all these resources what should you what should you be doing post-conference well if you're me it's sleep that sunday night <laughs> so that you're okay for work <laughs> um look i'd say absorb it and just create um if you've met some people that you really uh think oh wow they're pretty cool wouldn't mind getting in contact just get in contact with them and start some little conversations the other one is um Try to apply some of the things you've learned in a good situation uh, so that, you know, that knowledge gets, you know, if you've got information, that's great. It's potential knowledge, but you want to put potential knowledge into applied. Once it's applied, that's useful knowledge. So try and get some of that um, information that you've got, got and make some changes, as I've suggested, where you can to your programming to see if it works or the way that you're doing your business. So um, sitting there and being a sponge without uh, using any of the information is not what we're after. How about you? What's your advice? Yeah, I think going over my notes from the presentations that I saw is, is, is critical and making sure that I sort of highlight the areas that I think I can use straight away or areas that I know I can implement next year. It's also then reviewing... So for me, because I presented, again, I keep plugging myself in this, is, is, is going over that and making sure that did, did I do a really good, I, I, like a good job and what areas I, can I improve for that for the next time I do do it? Because I, I want to be better in, in that aspect. And I thought I did a good job, but I, I know I can do a, a lot better job. So it's reviewing that. I think it's 
re reaching out to some people that I did meet and, and following up, like we said, but it really is just going over my notes. And I did see some coaches there who weren't taking notes. You, they might've been taken on their phone, but I think writing your notes down with a pen and paper um, or just a notebook is, is probably one of the better ways to do it. I think you, you can really focus on what you're writing instead of typing and you, you won't get distracted um, being on your phone or anything like that. So that would be my little tip as well, is just making sure that you're bringing a notebook and, and, a, and a pen to meetings and to the, the presentations that you're gonna see and just, just take some notes. I don't know if you can hear that. There was a massive thunderstorm just then, but we'll see. I thought it... you were really hungry and it was your stomach growling, mate. No, that's not me. That's yeah, uh, that's the sky out there getting angry. But yeah, I think I think that that was my my post conference thing is just go over your notes, see what you can apply, and definitely reach out to the people that you did meet. Yep, agree. So, what needs to be improved with the conference? Is was there anything any areas that you think need? I think it, they were very smart. They went down to a two-day conference. It used to be a three-day. Um, I think that was sensible. Um, I really liked um, the format this year. I think that compared to other years, it, like it felt shorter and more impactful. I think that was fantastic. Um, things to be improved. I actually really liked the new app, the app that they were using so we could get messages. And I think before you'd have to have paper. Um the only thing I could improve, it's a bit congested when you're trying to get in and out to large, um, uh, I guess, uh, lectures. So if they could have a, a bit more of an open space so that you can flow in and out quicker, that would be the main thing. But from my experience of all the different ones that I've gone to, no, this was the one that I probably enjoyed the most, to be honest. Mm. How about you? Yeah, that, that app was really cool. And, and this being my first conference, I thought that was standard having an app that tells you who's who's presenting where you can contact other coaches you can set up little groups you can see the slides while the person's presenting as well i thought that was really really cool i think for improvement i would be cool to have a bit more um, practical elements to it because as coaches sitting down is fine but after we sit down too much i think we get a bit you know, like antsy and just a bit tired you know especially in the back end of the day after that lunchtime feed and that 2 p.m. comes down and your, your circadian rhythms dropped a bit, um, I think we, we need to go out, go outside and do some practicals. So I think if we can build on those practicals and make sure everyone's sort of applying the knowledge that we're learning would be awesome. The next one is probably something like a pet peeve of mine and something that I, I don't mean, mean in a bad way. I, I just think everyone can be better at pre presenting if I can get my words out correctly. Yeah. It's just it's just making sure that when you are presenting, you're really engaging and you're adding in some some cool things. You're adding in a bit of humor to to engage your audience. You're adding in some like um, Ernie did was make us talk, make us get into little groups and talk. So I think if you can really engage with your audience and be different, I think you're going to deliver your message better and people are going to retain the information better as well. So I think if you can learn how to present better if that's through linkedin um premium i've done stuff through them and they have courses on, on on public speaking and stuff like that or you're going to talk to other people or aca provides you with some resources before you present i think do it because no one wants to, you to stand up there and just say your presentation and i get to the end of it, it's like i'm actually quite bored here i really didn't have anything i could take away from it and yeah that was it so 
I think if you can learn how to present better, but also make sure that at the end of the presentation, you've had some really key takeaway points and um, sort of reiterate what you're trying to do with that presentation as well. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. We, um, I've worked in some medical sales areas and some of the stuff we used to do, we used to call people that just get up and present information without engaging, product flogging nerds. Like you're just putting, here's my slides, here they go, off you go. No one remembers, no one's engaged. You cannot quite often see that in the lectures where people are like that. Um, after a little while, phones get out, people shifting in the chairs, all of this awkward. You can hear movement of people wanting to get out, literally going, I'm stuck to my chair, I'm wanting to move. Um, a really cool thing, and this is what you do, even if you're a coach yourself, when you're developing to be a coach, get someone with a video camera, watch you coach, and then you take a look. But practice yourself presenting and take a look at what you're doing and sit down with someone, practice a few times. And also remember, be yourself. Don't try and present in a way that isn't naturally you. You should present your personality, you coming across, because that's when you're most relaxed, engaged, and comfortable and people can tell when people are comfortable and enjoying presenting um, because they get the enjoyment and presenting out from that person because they can see the passion and the, the fun as well. That mm. would be my tips. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And something that I've spoken to you about before is what's your purple cow? So if you don't know what I mean by that concept, it's a book called Purple Cow and it's about marketing. If you were to see uh, a field of cows, and they're all black and white and you see one purple one you would look twice and say wow there's a purple cow that's pretty cool so what's your purple cow when when presenting for me it was adding a bit of humor into my presentation so um if you do watch my presentation or see anything um in in the future i'm always going to have some sort of form of humor in there and something to stand out so it's not the same as the person who presented before or after me it's something different so i think if you can have your purple cow moment or couple moments in your presentation it's really going to make sure that you stand out and people get engaged with it as well yeah good advice done. so last question that i have are you going to be presenting at the next conference ah <laughs> okay um yeah i think i will be to be honest for me um i've sort of sat on the sidelines and do a lot of presenting outside of the conference um i think i should really We're sort of a journey through the strength and conditioning world so i think that would be quite handy i think for people that are um you know starting from sort of the club to the um you know working overseas to running academies to elite sport um and then in the tactical area so i'm lucky to have uh covered the full gambit so to speak in terms of where people are starting in club going overseas to get my first full-time gig, having to leave the country to do that, then um, retiring and then coming back and going through the club system again, setting up two different academies and uh, then, you know, luckily enough to work in the late sport um, at international level as well, working, mm. working after an international team and winning a premiership with uh, Brumbies in a COVID period and then going to tactical. So I think I've probably probably do need to actually present something like that at the moment yeah, and look I look forward to it you've probably got some knowledge to share i would say oh yeah some fun at least some fun stories <laughs> like <laughs> I'll, I'll put in a lot of the cheeky fun stories and like the enjoyment but also lessons along the way yeah, mm, yeah. 100%. And, uh, it's been fun yeah. mm. 
I think if, if anyone else out there from coaches who are listening to this today and you want to present, just go do it. Like I, a few coaches came up to me afterwards, like, well, how did you like get the role to present? And I was like, all you got to do if you're a young person or a younger coach like myself was just apply for the youth hour of power and just apply with what you wanted your topic, a couple of dot points of what you're going to present. And then the ACA just says yes or no, really. So just put something forward that you think is interesting because if you think it's interesting, someone else is going to find it interesting as well. So why not speak? Why not go out there and um, get get out of your comfort zone and, and do something that's going to help promote you, but also help promote a topic that you're passionate about and yeah, just continue to grow because we are coaches. We, we do present in front of large crowds. So why not go um, help other coaches around Australia and, and around the world as well? Definitely agree with that. Easy done. So that's all my questions for today, Ben. So thanks for joining me. This has been fun. I'm really looking forward to, to next year's conference and, and seeing your topic on what, what you're going to be presenting. And um, yeah, please reach out to any coaches listening to this. If you want to connect with us, if you want to share ideas or share knowledge or just expand your network, definitely reach out to us because we're very open um, guys and we're, we're more than willing to help as well. I think I know the topic. It's, how working with Kieran has made me better. It's probably going mm. to go for at least 90 minutes. Yeah, it's a very short like, one. <laughs> no, it will. It'll go for quite a while. I think given the story of how uh, we first uh, got back in contact as well would be quite funny mm. as well. I think it'll be a short one though because it'll just be me. It'll just be you presenting about how I helped you understand technology a bit better. What's that? Sorry, mate. It's just breaking up. I think the storm going. <laughs> Uh, that's good that's good yeah i pretty much just told taught him how to uh, use instagram and tiktok a bit better everyone so that would be yeah. the main topics i still haven't used tiktok everyone no. like i'm not <laughs> easy I'm done thanks i can't that, dance anyway so yeah, that's all right thank you thanks for that ben see you bye thanks for tuning in to another episode of elite rugby snc podcast Remember to like, subscribe, and rate Elite Rugby SNC on Spotify and YouTube, and make sure you follow us on Instagram. Sign up to Come A Beast via the link in the description or via Instagram page. Also, remember to sign up to our newsletter to receive free bonus content each and every single week. So don't wait, make that good decision, and join Elite Rugby SNC today and take your game to the next level. Thanks for listening.